You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna lose. Just losing my job your, here by the day. Just, you've had a lot to Allie, let us on. know whenever it's Pretty ready. Pretty soon, I'm just gonna be what? useless oh on this god. show. Oh god, here we are. So unprepared. What's up, everybody? And welcome in to the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Silent, silent guns over there. The old gunslinger. Yeah, I mean, every now and again, just let it, just let it play out. I've never seen you in sweatpants. I know it's a snow day today, so I I wore outside uh, snow gray, day outside gray it snowed like less than an inch. Those are outside grade. Yep. Wow, those look really comfy. We're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR whenever you sign up. Bet along with us in the pregame shows. Bet along with us in the watch-alongs. Those are always fun. In fact, our next watch-along. Friday, Nuggets on the road at Lakers. At oh, the Lakers. Perfect. Lakers. <laughs> a little Friday game at the Lakers. We're going to be betting along, having can a good it, time. Can it outperform the last watch along? That's the real question. Uh, not in, no not way. in the way that it ended, but the amount of Lakers slander that we'll be yeah, spewing uh, the yeah. entire time. Such a slanderous watch along that will be. Wait. Those are honestly are a lot of fun. I think we're going to start making them more and more permanent. We'll have one. I think we have two more before the end of the year, but who knows? 2023 maybe brings... A permanent watch along to us, which would be a, I hope so. Which should be a lot of fun, guys. I got the fellows with me. I got Brendan Vote over here. New DNVR flag sweater. Just got this one, fresh in stock. One of the comfiest things. I've ever done. <laughs> I might, I might <laughs> check that out in the merch locker if I were you. Nice. Go over here, nice. I got Harrison Wynn hiding behind a hat. Look, am I the only hatless one? Only you one are, proud man. of my beautiful hair. Me and uh, Vote rocking the Breck Brew hats. Eric rocking a saltfish, right? No, it's San Francisco Seals. San Francisco Seals oh, hat. I don't know. I thought it was salt. Nah, you got to get on our level. Yeah, you got to get on the level. Uh, you never wear a hat, though. You do look. Yeah. When you have hair like this, you guys see this hair? This, this, <laughs> did you get a haircut? Did you see this line? No. All right. Uh, I'm just guessing. Salt and pepper, though. You got that going? Uh, over here, we already introduced him, D-Line. Yep. Uh, <laughs> pushing the buttons behind the computer screen tonight is super producer <laughs> Ali Monroy. Guys, we have a great show for you today. We have notes from Nuggets practice, a second practice in a row. Some good notes today. I actually asked Jokic about Slava. Are those videos up on the YouTube page? They already? are up on YouTube. Don't oh, go nice. should be processing. Don't least. go look at them right now, though. Look at them later after yeah, the right? show, guys. Those things are on demand, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah, yeah. uh, later in the show, Jokic huh. won an MVP award, guys. Let, let's go. Isn't that crazy? This is news. News to me. Apparently, he hadn't received it yet. Why? Well, it turns out they're making a brand new MVP award that he will be the first recipient of. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that, plus other awards that are coming and maybe even a little bit of Mr. Nugget talk. Maybe mm. a little bit of topical <laughs> Once <lately>. per show. <laughs> Once per show, we'll bring it up. And then at the end, we'll have a little bit of fun and talk Is about... Is Jamal Murray back? 
This, no, at the end, we're going to talk about... Has the bench unit been solved? You know what? We'll get to the end when we get to the end. <laughs> uh, first, we had Nuggets practice today, Harrison. What, what, what happened at practice? Uh, well, we spoke to Michael Malone and Nicole Jokic. Who do you want me to start with? Usually, we'd start with Malone. Okay. Michael Malone today, talking about what the Nuggets worked on at practice. They worked on transition defense. They went through the Washington Wizards plays, who they play on Wednesday, tomorrow. He said it was their first complete practice that they've had in a while. So yesterday, just some shooting, some light stuff, some film work. Uh, today, more regular practice yeah. ahead of tomorrow's game against Washington. I want to stop on transition defense, though, because the Nuggets, as we were talking to Ryan Blackburn, the homie Ryan Blackburn uh, today as we were waiting for practice to end. And one of the things we were talking about was Michael Malone famously brought up the Hubies in training camp, right? Going to get back in transition or you're going to crash the glass. You're going to do something. And there's been a two-year now emphasis on getting back in transition at the expense of crashing the glass. Turns out Denver, horrible at transition defense. Actually, worse somehow than ever before. So usually, and it's not a one-to-one ratio, but usually the more aggressive you are going for offensive rebounds, the less um, safe you are in transition defense. The Nuggets have somehow scaled back their offensive rebounding. They're 18th in the NBA while also scaling back their transition defense. It's hard and to it, do. And it makes me wonder, Eric, without knowing any other context, of course there's a bunch of other contexts there, but does it feel like maybe the Nuggets should just do what they're good at, which is offensive rebounding? I mean, of course, right? Like, if you're getting no other benefit, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should at least lean into one direction instead of or, or the other. Like, um, man, weird. It is what, weird. I wonder what the explanation for that is. It's like, just, I, I feel like there's... When I notice like really, really bad transition defense, it always comes off of like a, a foolish three that's been taken and missed. Um, that's a great, I like that. That's a really good note. I don't know. I, I, I don't really know why. Uh, it's funny, like the, the NBA didn't have to do much transition defense the last several years because it would just be a take foul every time. <laughs> like now those are gone and like people have to like actually. Well, it's interesting. We were talking about that today. If the Nuggets transition defense is bad solely because Nicole Jokic yeah, can't, can't commit take the take play. foul anymore. Wouldn't it be ironic Truly. if the if Jokic, we get mad at him all this time right. for take fouling. Wouldn't it be ironic if it actually like pumped it was a, a great defense. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was the massive. only thing holding the Nuggets transition defense <laughs> Dude, together, the take foul. Right. I think that's true. <laughs> I'm not dismissing it entirely i think it could be it uh, i mean i'm dismissing it i th- there was like one take foul a game which didn't so he couldn't have saved that many but it wasn't points. only Jokic. i mean it's just like no i'm saying that, there was usually one take foul a game you really only one i mean they figured out the statistics of how many there were it wasn't yeah it wasn't it was less than you would have think i think it was less than one a game it was like 0.7 per game or something um but yeah they should they should crash the offensive glass man like go for it sometimes i think there's a huge value to being great at the things you're great at you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and rather than trying to like just be flat at everything, and I'm looking at this defense. Now, I will say this. I want to see the Nuggets during this homestand because, as I mentioned, I do think this is where we're really going to figure out who they are. But if the numbers aren't in- improving, I say go for the offensive glass, man. Crush it. Aaron Gordon's great offensive rebounder. Michael Porter Jr., great offensive rebounder. Dominate in that zone. It might actually, you might actually find out that in some weird knee bone is connected to the hip bone thing. It might actually be a thing that makes your transition defense better. Possible. I mean, I think the Eric really framed it quite nicely. You don't have much to lose by by yeah. looking into that that route. It is just concerning that there's two to three things that seem to be the very obvious point of emphasis this season 
and they've got they've gone backwards. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I don't that that And yet the Nuggets are still good. And yet the Nuggets are still good. So it does there's like a focus is a word that's come up a couple times. AG mentioned it, Jokic mentioned it today with regards to defense. It just seems like the transition thing they're just so disjointed. They they just it's not until the fourth where where you really see guys just looking sharp on that end, communicating on that end and a part of me just thinks, you know, it's just on these guys to just care more, to just care more in quarters one through three. I went back. I did an episode of The List late last night, published it. So it's up there for diehards. You can get one video. Everybody can get access to the first two things uh, on there. But get a taste. A little taste, a little, a little <laughs> appetizer. And honestly, the, the first one is my favorite one, not because it's the most important, but just because when you watch the Jokic-Murray two-man game on, on a highlight reel, you realize just how freaking dominant it it's is. It's so good. It's like this is why I can't like I can't get too down about whether or not you know like Vlatko Chanchar is getting the minutes he deserves. Like, at a certain point, like it's just we got Jokic and Murray, man. Like, can we just get to the playoffs? Can we just like get to yeah. the playoffs? But that's the thing. So you started off, I think, one hundred percent correct. It's just this like Murray Jokic thing. I'm telling you. We always talk about the passenger versus the driver. The passenger seat, you feel like you're less in control. Yeah. I think Yoke plays like, guys, do you watch me and Murray? We score every time. Yeah. Like, if like and then Michael Porter Jr. is like, hey, man, we got we to gotta mix things up. And they're like, dude. Get me into the mix. We score every time. <laughs> like, literally every time in the fourth <laughs> quarter when we need it. I mean, you had the start of this game. Jokic-Murray two-man game just, like, unbelievable. Like, clowning the clowning the jazz right then you had it to end the first half if you remember the nuggets actually closed the half elite why Jokic murray two-man game getting whatever one and then down the stretch they actually missed some shots and stuff that they usually make but still did it enough to win so yeah the nuggets like most important thing is to me almost in playoff form yeah for sure um i just need to see something with the defense because no team has ever been this bad defensively and then gone on to win an NBA championship. Until it's, now. It just hasn't happened. No, it's it's not going to happen. Like, the Nuggets aren't going to win a championship this season if they're this bad defensively in the playoffs. I heard an if. They don't have a chance. Like, they're going to get rocked in the first round if they're this bad defensively. The well, thing yeah. is, is are they this bad defensively? And, and the one exception to the rule over the last 30 years was the 2001 or 2002 Lakers. I don't remember which one it was. That was like 100 years ago in it, basketball terms. It was, but it was also a team that was coming off a championship that knew they had championship caliber defense. They just didn't need to show it. Right. Denver has never shown Denver it. Denver is but, not but, either of those two things. But I'm just saying, I, they play like a team. They're skipping all of this process to be like, we know we can. I know, man. It just, to me, know. you know, you look at teams right Boston and Milwaukee and it's it's about showing it to themselves and each other and ironing out the kinks right yeah. they've already started that process of we want to make sure we're humming by the end of the season on both ends and I actually do buy into this okay we've got Murray we've got Yoke the close strength defense is good enough if this thing is close in the fourth we're winning yeah I think that actually is in the back of their minds but <laughs> I think it might be it's gotta be at but this I, point but, I, I but that's is. not you would have to think <laughs> but then that's is. not good enough that's not yeah. I, I don't know man it's you're not right, championship right. or bust approach to a season and yeah. whether that is an apt label or not it's been described that way internally and so you really do want to see them start to let's build those habits. Let's iron out the kinks. Let's not wait because I think they can be better than this, but they have to be or else, like Wynn said, you know, it's erroneous label to call them contenders. You yeah. mentioned that nobody had been this bad defensively in one. You know what else? Nobody's ever been 
this good offensively. I mean, Denver right now is at a 116 offensive rating on the year, 116.4. They're catching the Celtics. Remember when the Celtics were like, oh, my God, uh, we've never seen anything like this. The Nuggets have yeah. six straight weeks at home. I actually think by the end of the stretch, they are a very, very, very good chance of being the number one offense in the NBA. Ooh. And maybe the yeah, number one offense got a great of all time. They got a great chance. I mean, <laughs> I'm serious. That would we, be we were sitting here in the preseason saying, like, why shouldn't they be the right. number one offense? They, they should be. Well, the you know, Celtics should be the number one offense. Any three pointers for the first two months of the season. That's why they. But were, that's a different. Yeah. I honestly believe, and Denver's shooting the, the yeah. leather off the ball as well. But to me, there is something with the Boston approach where versus Denver. When it comes down to it, it's the two man game. Versus right, when right. it comes down to it, it's the two Jays making really tough shots. Right. And I actually do find the former to be considerably. What's more wild about the Nuggets' offense? I honestly feel like they've been good on offense but they haven't even been close to as good as they could totally. be it like michael porter has missed the last nine games jamal after he doesn't play back. tomorrow yeah jamal, jamal murray got covid yeah nuggets uh, all good yeah the, the bench team. still sucks like the That's bench the nuggets still can't even <laughs> score when nicole Jokic is off the floor the nuggets have they had, had like several. three baskets the yeah. whole first half the other it's night when he was take. off the floor they're leaving so much on the table still offensively. They still don't barely take any threes, the Nuggets. I know. Yeah. Like, they don't shoot threes. Even though they're leading. Even the though league. they're the best three-point shooting team in the league. Um, they can still be so much better, which is the <laughs> wild part. Do we have, we, I can't believe how miserable we are listing off all this, <laughs> this season, like, leading up to this for, like, the, they're so good in so many ways. It's just, man, it's been, like, such a grind and such a, like, I'll tell you what, though. If you actually think about the year, it hasn't been that miserable other than that middle stretch where everyone got well, sick. Well, everyone got COVID. Yeah. And we were like, oh. And then that two-game, three-game losing streak. <laughs> when they got back, then they were a little... They and then they were on the road. The engine like... started, but they're started. I'm telling you, I'm predicting. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Bold prediction. Oh. Super bold one. Get the peppers ready on this one, Allie. <laughs> I think that the Nuggets are going to win tomorrow night by like 15, 20 points. 15 against who's the Washington Washington's Wizards. reeling. Washington's reeling. Washington's reeling, but I also just think Denver's going to come out and smack them. Like you, I I just think in the NBA it's so underrated what it means to be at home for days in a row, oh, and the Nuggets sure. just got four days off. Like they might be a little rust, maybe a guy misses a couple open shots, but I just think they're gonna Aaron Gordon six dunks. Wizards have lost seven in a row. I really think there's gonna be something to. We can overstate this, but it, I think it's much easier to understate it. These guys have been home with their families the last three days. Yeah. I, I mean, I really think, you, like, the mood and stuff and just the I'm ready to come to work tonight, you know, I honestly think that stuff matters. So I do expect a good first quarter coming up. Yeah. Get back to some of these notes, though. We'll stay, we get you back. That was a good little tangent. It was good. Yeah. Good job, guys. That was called a conversation. <laughs> hey, that was great. Podcast. I really enjoyed That's what we do on a podcast. We converse. In, yeah, in, in, we, we take a point and okay. then build off of it. This is the first time hearing of this. I love it. <laughs> Um, on the topic of you know being at home, Michael Malone was talking about how good a shape his team is in, hey. how good a shape Jamal Murray is in, hey. and he said that you know Jamal he's heading in the right direction. He thought he's back. No. Oh, okay. Not yet. <laughs> what if Michael Malone said he's back? He's going to at some point. He's gonna say <laughs> that would be hilarious. Or Just Jamal, Jamal Murray back. Somebody's gonna declare it. I'm back. He's back. Yeah, he's going to have an I'm back game for sure. Um, I will say real quick note on Jamal. He always, before leaving the practice court, shoots from behind the backboard, like from the three-point line. The Portland, in the, the shot he hit against the Portland, Portland shot. Portland but he does yeah. it from actual out-of-bounds, from like way out-of-bounds. 
tonight. And usually he's like really good. He's the best I've ever seen at that shot. That's actually his shot, which is funny. Do you think Jokic is better at that shot? No way. No, no way. Honest to God. I'm not real, I don't know. I'm not ruling it out. I, but anyway, today he made it very first try. He, sometimes it's like it's like Rocky's half court shot. He's really good at it in that he'll hit one out of three. This time he just goes over there, shoots it. He's it's feeling from, it right now. It's from like seven feet out of bounds. It's crazy how hard of a shot that he's is. He's feeling it. I mean, yeah. that last game, Swish. man. That last game, by the end of it, there was a lot of great navigating the pick and roll. But by the end of it, it was just like, I'm going here. Yeah, and yeah. All I need is an inch. I'm getting all to my spot, an and I'm just hitting Maybe. it. And I'm scooting back before the ball even hits the net. I'm just yeah. already like doing the walk back. Mm -hmm. But Malone said that you know conditioning-wise, Jamal was heading in the right direction. But then he got COVID, which put him back a little. And he's getting back to that point where he was at pre-COVID. Um, but Malone also said the hardest thing is that the first 20 games, we were out of altitude so much. They're also out of altitude for training camp. Um, but <laughs> it's just hard to keep that conditioning when you're in and out of altitude so much. But being back at home, practicing, that, that can help. I love how everyone has a different theory on this kind of stuff. For me, it's, you know, they've been on traveling. They haven't been, like, rested and everything else. For him, it's – and he's right. His is actually, like, scientifically correct. When you're not at altitude, you're not getting the what is it? White blood cells, red blood cells. Who's to say? Who's Whatever to say? Whatever it is, science. Knows. Science knows, Who but cares, I don't. Dude? Who wants to watch an NBA game through the through a microscope? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, man. Uh, Malone was also talking about who he's playing at backup center: DeAndre Jordan or Zeke Naji. How he decides on that. <laughs> what? He's like. <laughs> It's never Zeke Naji. <laughs> so well, he did he did get to that by the end of his answer. Almost forgot that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Who? Oh Zeke. Oh, Zeke. Zeke. Right. Yes. Yes. Defensive oh, versatility. Man. Piano man. Piano the man. guy who okay. plays the piano? Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean Malone started out by saying that, you know, it's kind of game to game. Uh if we're playing a traditional backup center or if the team we're playing is playing small ball off the bench. But then he pretty much got down to the point of why DeAndre Jordan is playing so much. Malone complimented his rebounding. Uh, he said, you know, per 36, his rebounding is off the charts. And also that he's a dynamic roller. And I think that we need that on the second unit. It opens up shots at the rim and from three. He did say Zeke Naji is obviously more defensively versatile. Um, you know, but then Malone also said that he's trying to kind of find some consistency and some rhythm with that second unit. And by that, um, I feel like he's just trying to play DeAndre Jordan, play like the same or as close as the same second unit night to night that he can. Oh, I see. There's definitely a preference. I think it's yeah. a bit more than just I like the matchup. I think the matchup has to be particularly skewed. <laughs> There's been very few matchups for Zeke He's saying he, he, Malone, would like to find more consistency. Yeah, he wants to find the same group that he can go to gotcha. every game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, I don't know if it's a great way to find consistency for Zeke Naji by never playing him. I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know if he's going to get rhythm that way. Last guy on the practice court today was Zeke Naji. It's yeah. probably been a common occurrence. No, he's practicing that extra four-inch vertical. So much <laughs> just about. jumping. Just jumping in the middle. Of hey, the guys, look at me. <laughs> he's working on free throws. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Will Barton and Monte Morris coming back here to Hoo Denver. Oh, let's go. Yeah, Michael Malone said both those guys deserve a lot of credit and gratitude for what they brought to this team. Big Facts. part of the success oh, and man. culture. And also, Wes Unsell Jr. 
The defensive coordinator of years past coming back to Denver. I feel like I have to go to this game to make sure that I personally cheer Will Barton as loud as possible. Thanks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm a little nervous, like, what his reception was. Oh, be. man, I didn't even think about that. I think it'll be good. I think Will's I hope good. so. It, hey, it goddamn good. better be good. I mean, That's Will right. was great, dude. Like, Montes will be good. Will was... I, I just can't... We've said this before. I just can't overstate what how important Will Barton was at the lowest nadir... Of the Nuggets, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> of the Nuggets' life over the past decade, like yeah. the, when times were darkest, we got the People's Champ, Will Barton, and he came and he made things exciting. He was like such a breath of fresh air when we had really nothing going during mm-hmm. that like dark Brian Shaw era. And like I just really hope that Nuggets fans remember that and appreciate that and don't get mired down. Like you know, I mean, obviously we saw. There was a bit of a messy divorce, you know, maybe uh, Will Barton was sort of asked to do things that uh, were not maybe using his skill set the best. And he also maybe took a little too many liberties at, at big moments in games. But, man, Thrill was the goddamn best, and I, I really miss him. So I, I hope he gets uh, cheers. When he y- comes Yoke back. said it today, man. I know Wendell's going to get to it, but, like, he, he played as much with Will Barton as anyone. Um, Will Barton, yeah, that was the first seven years. That was the first Jokic guy, really. The first Jokic yeah. guy player, really. Maybe, maybe Gary, I don't know, but like they, those two, like, had something special. Yeah, they Will, both played with him for those first six years until Gary was traded. And Will Barton's still atop a Nuggets leaderboard. So I, it, within the realm of you know the the fan favorite context, the way we use this word, kind of tongue in cheek. I fully like Will Barton's a Nuggets legend, man. You know, yeah, he, he's number one, one of the guys. Point shooter in Nuggets history. Yeah, for a couple more months, probably. Also, Wes Unsell Jr., nearing the top of my list of faces from the past that I miss the most right now, feel free to come back and lead the defense. Oh, man. Tough. I don't even know if he'd sign up for that. I don't think he would. (laughs) Um, We also talked to Nicole Jokic today. He said, conditioning-wise, I think we're pretty good. Uh, He had some interesting comments on Aaron Gordon, I thought. He was talking about AG. He said, you can see how he's developed since he's been in Denver. He can play screen and roll. He can play one-on-one face in the basket. He can rim run. He's a complete player, Jokic said. He doesn't have a weak spot. Jokic also said Aaron Gordon is a top five two-way player in the league right now. That's a juicy quote. That was a huge quote, man. Get that that was a huge quote. I mean, he's not, but I respect the. <laughs> yeah, I respect, yeah, I respect him the... pumping. Aaron you know what? Top five hey, man. You know what? I'm on the team. You know what? If Yoke says it, it carries a little bit more weight. I will say this. Sure. I honestly think Yoke's appreciation, respect, uh, trust, all of those things for Aaron Gordon is at an all-time high. Oh yeah. In, in a meaningful way, meaning like I think he liked him right out of the package, but I do think that that has grown and grown yeah. and grown I mean, in a way that I, we've only seen from very few specific players. Yeah. Not I, every player I just has got to have this trap. Jokic really appreciates how willingly Aaron Gordon has fit into his role here and, and just how cleanly he, he's played within this offense. Like I've just got to think something like that means a lot to Nikola Jokic. It's like another reason why Nikola Jokic is the top human being. Like All he yeah. does is pump up his teammates. He's not like Kobe Bryant who will be like, Smush Parker is ruining my life, or Michael Jordan yeah. would like trash his teammates. Like Jokic said that he wanted to play with Jamichael Green his entire career. Like he wanted Not to always the best GM in that regard. I, I just, but all, I loyal. Mean, all I mean is that like he uses his pulpit to pump other players up and like really give them shine. Like other 
teammates don't do. I mean, everybody talks about Jokic in this way, but like, is he Jok- Mr. Nugget? Is what he's <laughs> coming back to. Dude, no, I, he's not Mr. Nugget. He's like he's King Nugget. He's Emperor he is, Nugget. He's he is King Nugget. Lord Nugget. You know what? Someone put on the timeline today, though. Forgive me, I can't remember your app, but someone tweeted the AG video from the exit interview. Talking yeah. about wanting to up his IQ. You know, we all clowned him. Wanting for it. to work smarter, not harder, and saying how well it's aged. And it's a hard thing in terms of you point to something and say, look, this is how it manifested. Yeah. But I think his efficiency and his shot profile do that as well as anything. This is a guy who did, in fact, go get smarter, and he's playing smarter. God and I think damn. Yoke has to yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, like, like those word, those mind games on the timeline that always say you can improve your intelligence and memory. <laughs> Uh, can you really get smarter? He did. <laughs> he did, man. Maybe he I should read a book. When he said that, I was like, you don't just decide to get smarter. He decided to get smarter. He got smarter. Yeah. He went to it's Serbia, amazing. man. Uh, let's take our break because we're a little bit behind our typical breaks. Harrison was very slow reading those notes oh today. God. We very did cut him off after every third yeah, word. We might have done that as yeah. well. But let's hit, conversation let's hit our first break. And on the other side, we'll wrap up any final thoughts from practice as well as get into the new Michael Jordan Award. Fellow Winter weather is really here, which means it's porter season, more specifically, Ooh. vanilla porter junior oh. season. Oh. Grab that Breckenridge Brewery porter uh, that is not really affiliated with Michael Porter Jr., but just, <laughs> just call it a vanilla porter junior anyway. We it's, have uh, a spiritual association. We have vanilla porter junior peanut butter at the bar. Oh, yeah, they're making different variants now on the porter. It's really good. I love it. And this is the time of the year to drink those. It's at the bar, man. So drink them while you're watching Michael Porter Jr., who is making some progress in a potential return. But how do you find the vanilla Porter Jr.? You go to breckbrew.com and look for the beer locator. You tell it where you are. You tell it which beer you want. tells you where to go next. I'm a simple man. I like simple directions. That's why I use the Breckenridge Brewery Beer Locator. That's the official beer of DNVR, so just just support them in general. It's one of the best ways that you can support us. DraftKings, well, DraftKings runs year-round, but the NBA doesn't, and they're stoked that the NBA is back. They've got deals for you, because when you throw down on NBA action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and you're a new customer, you can bet just $5 pregame on any NBA team to win their game. You get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, you know, by now, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger uh, payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Also, Maryland sports fans, Maryland Nuggets fans, listen up, DraftKings Sportsbook. It's live in your state, so you can get in Maryland with Dev and, and oh, us ooh, on those pregame shows. Maryland fans. Shouts to the Conley family. Let's go. Maryland and Colorado, by the <laughs> way, might be the two. Maryland and Colorado might be the two most we uh, hang up our state flag states. Oh, no, for no sure. Question. Texas, right there, but Texas yeah. and California. But those are the four. California. No, they're they're second class. All flag. <laughs> Well, you the California. I'm not saying the quality. I get of the flag that. I get that. But I'm saying Californians aren't about their flag the way we are. No, no. They, they, they Maryland might have. A that's not nearly as proud there, of a Maryland's bear standing. Anyway, in the of listen. <laughs> if you live in one of the places where where DraftKings is available, including Maryland, download the app now to get in on holiday hoops action. Action. Sign up with promo code DNVR. Place a five dollar pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And All also, right. if you don't know how to bet or what to bet, watch the pregame show. Dev hands mm-hmm. out winners that make you feel bad inside. Winner after winner. 
you win money because Dame Lillard goes off. I hope he takes like Barton or Monte to If he's like, take the under on those guys, we're going over. Oh, he's going to be like, yeah, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma points, rebounds, assists. He's like, he's like, he's <laughs> like he's get Jokic. I really like Kristaps yeah. Porzingis. <laughs> yeah. <Disgusting> it. Uh, <laughs> let's wrap up some notes here on practice. The only other thing I got is you asked uh, Nicole Jokic about Slava. Hey, hey Slava. Slava! Totally worth the drum roll. <laughs> it was worth the drum roll because you know what? Our Slava is coming up on Thursday. Our yeah, first I ever can't Slava. wait, man. We're going to have a feast. Yeah. It's going to be great. Oh, uh, man. The, we're going to finally have that feast de resistance. Oh, you, feast de resistance. You, you keep talking about <laughs> feast de resistance. Yeah. I mean, Yo- Joker said his whole family's in town. You know, Hell they're yeah. going to have a lot of you know great food. Home cooked meals. He said it was the second most important holiday he thinks on the, of the year for Serbians behind Christmas. Is that Orthodox Christmas? Yes, which is January seventh or ninth or one of those. It's two. a big couple weeks for the Serbs. I but I, I actually, you're, we're kind of making light of this. I honestly do think it is something that's kind of big for him. Like, you think about holidays, you could take for granted, especially when you're in the, you know, in your hometown. You see your family all the time. You almost take for granted the fact that, it, imagine him. An opportunity for his whole family to come together, yeah. and it coincides with this moment in time when he's been out on the road, but now he gets to be home for a lot. You've got real Christmas. I mean, real. Uh, you have <laughs> Western Christmas and Eastern <laughs> Christmas. Sorry. Nope, that's what you said. That's what I said. Oh, <laughs> well, man. Uh, let me see. How do I say this? You have Julian calendar Christmas. Okay. And Western calendar wow. Christmas. Okay. I'm canceled in Serbia now. Uh, Damn it. Um, Western Central. You got both pod. Christmases coming up and Slava. I'm just saying, I honestly believe this. You always mentioned Jokic and seasonal, af- what is it? Seasonal. Affected depression. Affected depression. <laughs> you yeah. armchair psychology him. I honestly think that, you know, December 15th is our Slava. Mark's the beginning for him. But I think it's actually really his, it, it's, it's all this, the holiday Dude, the, season. Li- life is about little signposts that you go through. Like, you're like, once your birthday hits, once Christmas, it's sort of like the, you know, like you get into a new mindset, a new season, a new, like, segment. I'm sure it does. He's like, oh, you know, Slava's coming. And, like, you, once you hit those, you sort of, like, get into the next phase. And right. It's like, then we get into pre-All-Star uh, break. Then we get into post-All-Star break. And then we get yeah. into the Nuggets championship run. Yeah. Ooh, nice. I think he'll be depressed for that, though, to be honest I, with you. Like, he'll, I don't know. That's yeah. where he comes down. Like, oh, I have to win no, a championship. Dude, dude, that is the seasonal dominant depression. Like, Jokic just dominates his depression after that and just goes for it. Ooh, I like it. If the NBA Finals were in the summer, like, more in the summer than they are, like, Nuggets have a better chance to win, I think. It's so true. Yeah. I feel like if they were in, like, September or August. <laughs> I do think Yoke, you know, he doesn't seem to really love talking about these things. The way when we went to Serbia, everybody wanted would to talk say, about would you these say things. He loves talking about he d- just horses. Horses. Yeah. I don't even know if he loves talking about them. I don't think so either. Yeah. But but honestly, it's like Michael Green, because even today you can see the video <laughs> up on our YouTube page, so the interview. <laughs> he didn't want to really talk about what date was his or this or that. You know, like he got to keep that stuff private um, for whatever reason. But I do think there is something to the like. It is the start of a holiday season that kind of break. He just seemed like he was in a better mood. Yeah. He was in a good mood today. Yeah. Um, All right, guys. I don't know if you've been watching the news lately. No. No. But there is a brand new trophy. So a little mystery, actually. Nobody has caught on to this, including ourselves. Jokic has never presented the MVP trophy. We did talk about it opening night. Where's the MVP trophy? Why is there no ceremony? What's going on here? Well, apparently Jokic has not yet received the MVP trophy. He received the glass ball 
in Serbia. That's still back in Serbia, but that's it. Which so he won the MVP award in the seventy fifth year. They also and nobody knew this apparently, or, or nobody on the outside knew this, but the NBA is making a new MVP trophy, which started apparently last year, but has not been created yet. It will be handed out shortly, I guess. So now, rather than just calling it the MVP, NBA MVP award, it's now the Michael Jordan MVP award. The Michael Jordan MVP award. And it has a brand new trophy size. But first, before we get to the trophy, it's cool because I feel like Jokic won the most important MVP ever. The final chapter of He won the last old MVP, but he also won the first new MVP. You're right. It's actually kind of cool, I think. The Nikola sneaky, Jokic, actually dope. The first Michael Jordan. The first Michael Jordan. He also has a glass 75th commemorative one, which nobody else has. He has three MVP trophies, He definitely trophies, doesn't know actually. where that is. He has three MVP trophy. Well, technically two, but as soon he'll be receiving it. I thought you guys would be more jazzed about that. I thought it's really cool. It's cool. I don't think it's cool at all. I mean, it's like honest. so many like... You, don't <laughs> think it, you genuinely don't think it's cool that he's the first recipient of the Michael Jordan Award? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, does the plaque look like the all-time box plus minus leaderboard? So just MJ. I don't. Hey, help me out. I don't think it's called cool. tradition. The Michael Jordan MVP award just sounds corny to me, honestly. It's oh, let's take the best player in the league and name the MVP trophy after. Yeah, him. that doesn't that follow? Oh, hold on, hold on. We'll get doesn't to that, that's I mean, going to be a, that follow? Don't you I, want I don't get what was wrong with it before. It was nameless. It was named after nothing. It was just called the MVP. Award. I'm kind of with Wind on so? this one. What are these change? Who are these changes for? Well, it's because it's listen. It, Why do we have to name our MVP trophies after people? Hockey has this. It, it becomes the the shorthand reminds you of the player forever. More. Honor the past. It, it's more than just honoring the past. It honors. We really the league, need like, it to honor Michael Jordan again. Why not? <laughs> I mean, like listen. he doesn't get enough credit in the NBA world. <laughs> I mean, why not? Like I, you know, like we have the Larry O'Brien. We talk. Do you even know true. who Larry O'Brien is? Uh, it, yeah. there's, there's something cool about saying like I'm just I, I don't know that I, I do, get it. I didn't know the Maurice Podoloff though. That yes, it's I, to, listen. It, it sounds dumb because it's brand new, but it'll just become shorthand and and it'll fall into the parlance and then you just talk about like, who was oh, the first the player to ever win MVP in the NBA. I don't know. I don't know. Like George Mikan. I don't Probably. know. Maybe. I, I would have preferred it be called the George Mike and MVP. Oh, why, why? That's like the ultimate no, uh, versus Of course you would. <laughs> All right. This it's is the like, first right? one. It would have been better than naming it after Michael yeah, Jordan. Yeah, that's on like, brand. This is like saying that this is the, he is the greatest <laughs> of the MVPs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think cool. You guys push yeah. back on it. I do think like a lot of these are dumb, the Bob Cousy, this or that. For some reason, Michael Jordan, I will say it's cool in this one way. I feel like Michael Jordan is having himself a good couple years. Good for him. Well, he needed them, you know? No, I'm just saying that there has been this, like, LeBron-MJ thing. Yeah. And I feel like the player who's better argument is whatever. But I do feel like there's this an appreciation gap that somehow has grown totally. between him and LeBron. It was definitely a conversation, like, four or five years ago. Ever that since That people then. wanted to have. I feel like people don't even want to have it because they're like, well, we it's, like MJ. Yeah. It's just switched back to where it's clearly Jordan now, I feel like. Well, LeBron, there, LeBron has played too long. He played too he long. Should yeah. be he mi- also went to the Lakers. Like, come on, he, he should be a myth by now, but he's a Laker. Yeah, he's, he's still like, playing. Yeah. He's like a not yeah, Laker. You see him every day. Every day. Okay. It also yeah. made me think, I wonder if we'll ever have a LeBron James award. They're already oh, all named. God. Yeah, the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals, finals award yeah, yeah. should absolutely the be the throwing your players under the bus award. Oh. All right, well, let's get into what's really interesting about this trophy, or maybe what's uninteresting about this trophy, and that is the design. Allie, pull it up here because you're thinking the Michael Jordan Award. What the hell is this? 
This, this looks... is uh, commemorating a Nicole Jokic tip pass to the corner. Nice, <laughs> nice. It does, yeah. It, like, doesn't quite look like Michael <laughs> like Jordan. what? It does look more <laughs> like Jokic than Jordan? <laughs> I know. Is well, this... it's too slender to be Jokic. It, it, what it looks like, I mean, it looks like they just started with the idea of an Oscar. And yeah, so like, <laughs> whittled it back. Um, Did you hear the explanation, Eric? Yeah, I actually put it on a slide. Like, there's a bunch of oh, of, like cool. the, a lot of the design is based on various things like it's a 25 or 23 Keep this up there for a minute I like point this. faceted uh, um, crystal ball for number 23 jordan it's at 15 degree angle base to nod to his 15 season career five-sided that, that's five, the lights on Larry. that's the lights on no i mean this stuff is this this is actually like clearly like they they did this intentionally well, of course but, yeah, yeah but well, it, of course they know, did like, it intentionally but well, i mean but it's not you know it's not they're not like just making it up after the fact like sometimes you do with brands but like um you know i mean it's like whatever i think it's like this feel this award feels like substantive it'll be like it'll look cool to look, it already looked cool the, the mvp yeah. trophy already looked cool. i actually don't disagree with that at all i did like the old yeah the former one probably better than this it, this one is like a little like delicate as in comparison but um listen i'm i'm for this i like it i i i think it's going to get cooler and cooler as time goes on I understand the pushback because it's like the NBA is in such a position where they have so many things that they present to you all the time, new uniforms, new this, new that, new that. And it's like more often than not, it just feels like a lot of like marketing noise when it comes to the NBA. But I, I do think that this is something that is putting a stake in the ground to uh, sort of honor the history of the league in a, like a, a more honorable way uh, hmm. than a lot of the things they, they typically try it. Um, like this, you know, like this is a classic. They didn't try to make it like cool, you know, like the NBA typically does. Like this is like <laughs> success. Success. Yeah, but uh, you know what Mission I mean. Like, this is more of like a classic kind of like feeling award. It's not like a cool one would have been like him in the dunking the ball, doing the his like jump man pose. Like so that the, that would have been like more uh, like trademark. a more mar trademark marketable thing, but like. There's a ground up nature to the storytelling too of it as well, which is like if you look at the image, it's a bit more rough and incomplete at the bottom, and it's supposed to look like a more, uh, like an athlete, a more highly refined athlete. Literally, the higher up you go vertically Why, on the award, I don't know. It's to me, it almost looks like that drawing of the horse. Yeah. Oh my God, that's such a great take. That is what it is. <laughs> they, they started at the top and they're like, it's taking too long. Just We're supposed to get it. it to them on opening night. It's December. <laughs> just, you know what? Just go. Just get print. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not that into it. Eric, I'm glad that you're into it. I like it. All right. Well, I'm glad you're into it. I hope we'll see it when they get, get it raised. I am not certain that we're actually going to see they're that. They're not. We're not going they're not presenting it to We him. might never, and I mean this sincerely, yeah. we might never see Jokic with that trophy. Right. I think it'll be delivered to him stealthily. Yeah. And he'll never take a photo we'll of get, it. So yeah, we'll get some like image of it like accidentally in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it, at his third MVP ceremony yeah. in Sombor, it will just be like on a table in the background. Yeah, totally. Um, they've also decided to name all of the trophies here. So you oh, hate this. Goody. Here it is. Instead here of the Defensive go. Player of the Year Award, it's going to be the Akeem Olajuwon Trophy for Defensive Player of the Year Award. Interesting. How do you think we'll refer to that? Because this is, as we've mentioned Hakeem. many times, the Hakeem. The Hakeem. He won four Akeems. Or four Elijahwans. Four Elijahwans. Yeah. I mean, right? Like, we call, it the, Larry, we call it the Larry OB. I don't know. We call it like the... 
He won six titles, six rings. Like you're gonna win the year. MJ. You win the the. Probably, I think Hakeem is probably. Is it, was it the Con Smith? Right. Yeah. Con Smith. Con Smith. Kobe Baker. All of them. The, yeah. the, in fact, mm-hmm. when Joe Sackett was at them, his though, height, was at his zenith, he won the Lady Bing Award, ah. which is the most the player that exhibits the most sportsmanship. Oh. <laughs> Lady Bing. Okay. Uh, we also have the Wilt Chamberlain Trophy for Rookie of the Year, which I found kind of funny. I don't equate Wilt Chamberlain with rookie. I know. You know what? I mean, I'm. I guess he probably of all the things you associate Wilt with, that's yeah, the scoring title. I would have given sure. him the scoring. You know, title. I, I would have yeah. given it. I would have called it the Derrick Rose best honestly. game in the league. <laughs> Derrick Rose, off the Truly, court. Like, he had one of the best rookie seasons of all time. He was the MVP. It doesn't and go rookie. back far enough for that though. Magic Johnson start, started started so. played all five positions that's in the great finals. Point. Yeah. Um, the, the, either the way, whatever. Yeah. The John Havlicek Trophy for had to get him in there. I know, yeah. We always have to get one Celtic. You notice this? Like the Celtics yeah, I've noticed have, it. It's so annoying. It really is. Like uh, They're going to name an award after Tato while he's still playing. So buckle up. <laughs> so oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> such, such a forced stat, too. Most games with 20 points, five rebounds, three assists, and 62% shooting the award from for the, the line. The award for the player that leads the league in uh, two points with the worst two-point field goal percentage. Yeah. Uh, so the sixth man of the I don't think we'll ever call that to Havlicek, honestly. I think we're going to call this. He won a Rookie of the Year award. He won a Six Man. I think you're right, but I think they'll they'll be like he won a. They're going to push that. They'll be like, oh, he won the Six Man of the Year. He's going to be presented with the Havlicek. Somebody's going to ask Paolo Bancaro, how did it feel to win the uh, Chamberlain this year? He's going to be like, like, what? What? Yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) I'm telling you, this stuff will flip over. I mean, like all of the hockey stuff seems like ridiculous, but that is the only way it's referred to in the NHL. I believe that. I feel like that suits hockey, though. It does suit hockey. That's the thing. Is it does seem to suit hockey a little bit more um the george mikan trophy for most improved player which is hilarious <laughs> again like george mikan which if you want to know one of the few things i know about george mikan is that once they expanded the paint he was he no sucks. longer good he became the least improved player let's see that's the game change so it seems like a weird one and now here's the actual most interesting one they're adding a new trophy and i don't know how we're going to decide this but it's okay. the jerry west award for the most clutch player wow and i have to tell you the only reason I like this is because I hate the MVP conversation. It's just so annoying. This is going to be way more annoying. It's going to <laughs> because there's really just no way to define there's it. There's no way to define <laughs> who's the most clutch player. I mean, we'll look statistically, and it's always going to end up being like they're going to give it to Christian Dane Wood. Every year. You know, somehow has the most percentage. It's going to be some random player. Malcolm Brogdon. Damian Lillard's going to win it every year. Actually, is what's going to happen. He probably will. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, if you He's look back, clutch. yeah, right. If you look back and you're like, oh yeah, very Dame clutch. won a bunch of clutch player awards. You'd be like, yeah. The year sense. Jokic had six, count them, six game winners in one season. No chance he would have won the most no clutch chance. player award here. No. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, where yeah, he was like exactly. 70 from the field in the Hit clutch. Six game winners. Yeah, yeah. six games winners. <laughs> They'd be like, well. He wasn't as good as, you know. And Bede just looked more dominant. Yeah, Bede looked dominant. They need to have the Joel Embiid Sexiest Player of the war- Award of the Year. Sexiest? Best player to not win the MVP. Most se- the sexiest <laughs> player. Uh, sexiest like, player? Um, I think the most clutch player, most clutch, most clutch trophy is actually pretty dope. Right now, you probably would have Lillard there. Is the media just voting on this like they do all awards? I don't know. I actually don't know that. Hmm. I would guess yes. I would guess that would be it. Um, but you know what? Right now, Jamal has a cl- has a he's a, has a game winner. So he's, he, he's in the conversation. Got one. Is he in the conversation? He's in the conversation. I think for he's the, in the conversation. for the Jerry West. For the West, um, I got another question for you. I know we're long here. We'll go really quickly here, but 
It makes me think the reason the NBA is doing this is because they want to honor their history. The sure. NBA is all about like we want we want everyone to know that we go back and we have this history. Sure. And I think it's a noble uh, attempt, even if I think that they tell the same stories over and over again and miss out on lots of great stories that are untold. Well, whatever. Um, I do think the Nuggets could do this, and we laugh, but I wouldn't mind the Nuggets having a Mr. Nugget Award. I'd be awesome. That of might, course. It might be, if we could had that somehow, the coolest legacy of DNVR is that they actually made a Mr. Nugget Award. Dude, the Nuggets Award. Oh, we have the Nuggets Awards graphic. I, this is a surprise to me. Look at, who is I that? Oh, that's a so yoke. Bad. Look at that. That's Look incredible. At that. It's who? crazy how much that actually kind of looks like the current That's incredible. <laughs> it does kind of look like it. You're right. I'm so glad Yoke won <laughs> this My thing. God, that's uh, great work. The Sambor Shuffle. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Good job, Eric. What, is there a designer over here? He yeah. should Thanks, be. He guys. should be. If there was a Mr. Nugget Award, who would it be named after? Gary Harris. Yeah, the... the There's only two Mr. Nuggets so far. It's <laughs> yeah. Gary Harris and Monte Morris. That's, the, that's Gary's legacy. Yeah. I feel like we should be, it should be the Nikola Jokic Mr. Nugget Award because he can't ever win it, but he really is at, at the end of the day. <laughs> should we retroactively go back and say who would have been could be. the Mr. Yeah, Nugget could be. from like... 1995. Okay, yeah. Oh my, who's ulti- who's ultimate Mr. Nugget? Yeah, going way back. Who is the Kenneth Reed. absolute Bill Hanslick? Yeah, dude, it's probably like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll we'll find a different idea. Calvin <laughs> Nat, maybe. Um, I don't know. Robert um, Pack. I, I think it be, I think it would be the Gary. I could see that. I mean, the Gary, Gary? the yeah, Gary the Harris, Harris Award, the G, so. the, the Gary G, Harris yeah, Award. It's G, the award. Um, I think there should be a Nikola Jokic award for the MVP of the season. I think it would uh-huh. be cool if it was, again, maybe it creates division some years, but most years. <laughs> well, it's he'd like, be hey. winning it every year. Well, of course, <laughs> but that, I think that's kind of cool. Here's, the, here's my point. When we talk about greatest nuggets ever, you know, you'll go like, oh, Alex English or Dan Isler, this or that. But I'm curious how many of those years, it might have been all for Alex English. Would he have been the the... Would he have won the Jokic Award every single year? No, because he would have been like the best player. He would have been. Oh, right. you're saying the Jokic? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I mean. But yeah. it's kind of something cool to be like. No, he was definitively the best player. It would be on the really team. cool to have that history. Absolutely. Yeah. And just to be able to say how many Jokic awards does Jokic need to be the all-time be leader in Jokic awards? <laughs> Jokic yeah. Award. Uh, That'd be really cool. And then uh, the last one we had here was a Defensive Player of the Year award. Um, I don't know who would name this after. For the well, Nuggets? Yeah. That's tough. I said Marcus Camby and Adam recoiled. I just, I just think it's the worst defensive player. I just but he, to won me, the, like, he won Defensive Player of the Year. The Nuggets were two points better with him off the court defensively. I it's know, but the he, weirdest year, he literally man. won Defensive Player of the Year. I know. Matumbo? Maybe Matumbo? Oh, yeah, Matumbo would, would be way cooler. Yeah, yeah it'd sure, be way cooler if it was Matumbo. Of course, Matumbo. And actually, if we're being serious, it would probably be Bobby Jones. But, you know, we're going back too far. No, it's definitely Matumbo. It's the Matumbo. If you had a sixth yeah. man of the year, would it be the J.R. Smith? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> or uh, the Kenneth Fareed. Uh, yeah, I guess. You'd have to go back Smith? even further. Oh, man. What I know. J.R. The J.R. Smith award would be so hilarious, man. But it would feel fitting if Bones won the J.R. Smith award. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> George Carl presents it to him. George Carl every year has to hand out the Here, take award. it, take it, <laughs> take it. Uh, I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun idea. Mr. Nugget, though, uh, that's the one of all of them. I think it'd be cool if there's a Mr. Nugget. There award. should be a Mr. Nugget, man. Let's that's go to, right. We can turn it into a ceremony. We'll do it ourselves. Mr. Nugget award. Yeah, we'll yeah. do it ourselves. All right, we'll take a break. On the other side, we're going to wrap up today's show by talking about the best players of the Yoka Chair. How could you build the best roster? And the reason is, there's a very specific reason I want to talk about that. 
I'll get into it on the other side. You can also just build your own bowl or burrito or whatever it is you get at Illegal Pete's. We're hyped to be teaming back up with the local legends here at DMVR. Illegal Pete's is always our go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. We did that quite recently. It was lit. The holiday season is more enjoyable with a piping hot cup of queso and nothing warms you up quite like a margarita. That's why Pete's is hooking you up with a little something extra this year. Spend $100 on gift cards and score an extra $25 for free. We're wishing you a happy holidays from Illegal Pete's where good friends gather. So get your good friends some good gifts, some gift cards from Illegal Pete's. Spend $100, score an extra $25 for free. Dude, if anybody gives me a gift that is not queso-based this year, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Uh, two <laughs> gifts, my list, holiday beef train and queso. Beef and oh, queso, baby. dude. If you give me something that's not queso-based, give me the receipt along with it. It's holiday season, of course, and if there's a golfer in your life, get pins and aces in your holiday shopping uh, I almost had it. Yeah, that was not great. Arsenal. Pins and Aces <laughs> is the official golf apparel partner of DNVR. We love all of our Pins and Aces gear because those of us who golf and wear Pins and Aces get compliments on and off the court. I just get bullied by my boss Hell and good yeah. friend. Check out PinsandAces.com and use code DNVR to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's PinsandAces.com. Golf is fun. It's more fun when you're swagged out and when you've got innovative products that allow you to source seven beers oh, right no. inside your golf, golf bag. Golf is more fun when there's seven beers That's in you. right. How do I like to golf? Seven beers deep Hell and yeah, looking dude. fly. Check out <laughs> PinsandAces.com. Use code DNVR for 15% off. And we're not done hooking you guys up because, okay, holiday season means it's basketball season. And like we've talked about, the Nuggets are finally back home. So if you make a late call decision or even an early call decision to go see some Nuggets games, before you look at the market price, all all those listings, make sure you check out Game Time. Hottest new ticketing site makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, (laughs) concerts, and shows. There are a lot of options, a lot of places where you can buy you know, a lot of secondary ticket markets, but yeah, none of them. If you're an idiot or a loser, none of them have the amazing deals and the amazing seats available that Game Time does. So, if you love DNVR, then you'll love Game Time. And one of the best ways to support us is by buying your tickets to Nuggets games through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who Ooh. have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all of your favorite events. Hell yeah. I was trying to figure out who would be Mr. Nugget before Gary Harris. Yeah, like, you, pre Gary Harris. Go? I think I got it. Who is it? Darrell Arthur. Oh yeah, was he, he was there That's for one year. Good answer. He was there before it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely him. And he's still here, Mister yeah, Darth. Yeah, th- that went into it. Yeah, literally still here. But, but no, he wouldn't have. I mean, you have to think about. They didn't know that when he would. Well, have I know, it. but I now know we know what we know now. Yeah, there's so, a whole. Yeah. I'm with Wind. There's a whole picture there. This before a, that, I don't know. I'll leave it up to. We the have chat. to. We have to hurry here because we only have ten minutes. But I do want to go into a quick aside here, which is, you know what I've really noticed? I've never. I, there was like two Pelicans writers I've known. Prior to this year, I feel like there's a hundred now. You see the timeline? It's like all Pelicans writers and podcasters. I can't believe it. It shows you how much guys, a thing blows up and all of a sudden it's like Pelicans fans everywhere. Yeah. That works. They're a sexy team. (laughs) That works. They're sexy. Just waiting on you, Nuggets. (laughs) Pelicans fans not very fond of uh, PHNX this this last weekend. No, they are (laughs) not. That was an interesting two game set. fans on that one. (laughs) They kind of took it to them. Um, All right. Guys. I was sitting here thinking about the perfect Jokic players to come through Denver mm-hmm. so far. Like, how do you build the best roster? Who are the best players? And as I was thinking this, I was realizing there was a disproportionate amount of players that are currently on the roster that I would have on the list. Yeah. And I think that tells you something about where we are with the Nuggets and kind of what we've learned. But I wanted to go through and just do a quick exercise here 
where we made the best starting lineup, best second lineup. If we were building a team, how would you make it based on best players? Now, I'm going to give you two gimmies here, guys, just because I don't want to have to spend time on it. <laughs> Jokic and Murray are okay. on this list. Yeah, I think we can agree. <laughs> so we can just start with Jamal Murray as the starting point guard. Jameer, uh, Jokic as the starting center. In your opinion, and I'll Yo start... Yo you're saying Jokic is one of the best Jokic guys? Hey, I'm, it's not about Jokic guys. It's just best team. You're making the best team. But, of course, Jokic uh, is that guy. Um, best shooting guard of the Jokic era. And you can pick a year. You can say a year or this or that. I think it's got to be Pete Gary Harris. Really? I think so. Over KCP? I think so. I mean, look, KCP is off to a tremendous start. Yeah, but... but a, this is the best, I think, starting lineup in terms of other talent around them, right? Like, KCP's in a perfect situation to just feast. B, he's also here to help the defense. Defense is sliding backwards. So <laughs> I look at Pete Gary's ability. I look at the fact that Pete Gary came in and saved what is now a famous playoff series in Nuggets history. Oh, boy. I think it's got to be Gary. I know he tapered off, but I think there was a larger body of work. I mean, if you could go Gary Harris, 2017-2018. That's what I'm talking about. 17 and a half points per game, 40% from three. He was finishing at the Or even the year before KCP. when he was at 42% from he three. He was cutting off ball. He was the lockdown perimeter defender. He was making Can we take any passes? year from KCP's career? No. No, that's Denver. Denver, yeah. In Denver, yeah. <sighs> yeah. No, it has to be in Denver. I mean, yeah. I might go Gary. So we have two votes for Gary. I'm surprised by this a little bit. I'll tell you about, one thing. While you're thinking about this, you would take Will Barton? Peak Will Barton? I don't know. I'm, I'm asking the question. Oh, man, no, not me. You need no. the defense, man. The one thing I'll say, KCP is meaningfully larger, like longer than Gary. Was it, that's a real thing. That same playoff run where he saved it against Utah, he also couldn't close against the Lakers because there was no matchup. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, we've seen MP. We've seen KCP for a third of the a season. The matchup where KCP murdered the Nuggets. That's a great point. <laughs> but he wasn't on the Nuggets, was it? Right, right, uh, right. I don't know, man. He would have to be better so far defensively for me, KCP this season. I think he. I think he might be though. But where where, where do you go? Because you're gonna go Gary then, if you were thinking Gary or Barton. Yeah, it's probably Gary. It's probably Gary. I wow. Mean, Gary was. I mean. Gary was the guy, man. Think about just Gary Harris in that dribble handoff with Nicole Jokic. Like Gary believe. Harris cutting back door off Nicole Jokic. So much, yeah, he would always cut to that the That chemistry was just oh, incredible. Yeah, you, I, I, I tend to agree. You three went Gary. I'm still going KCP. I just think his defense is more solid, um, and I think he's bigger. Like He's just more versatile as I a just defensive need to player. See more of it, you know? He's also shooting... 46.5% from three this year, guys, pretty, which is, like, good. insane. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and as much as Gary was great in a dynamic role I that year, I do wonder if Denver needs that. I wonder if there's diminishing return once you get this new version of Murray and Jokic where it's like, do you really need to have a lot of Gary Harris driving to the basket? Maybe, mm. maybe not. I do think it's close. But his defense, let's not forget that Gary Harris's defense won a playoff series, swung a playoff it did. series. Oh, of course it did. Yeah. For the Denver Nuggets. Of yeah. course it did. Um, small forward. <sighs> this is the toughest one, in my opinion. I, I think I know what it is. Probably. Can I put AG here? Or does it have to be four? I mean, he's if AG at the three is not nearly as good as AG at the four, though. I know. I'm just trying to build. I just want the five guys that I want. I know. <laughs> oh my god, man! I mean, is it Jeremy Grant? 
Could be. I would take Jeremy Graham. I actually, I actually had him third, though. Wow, really? Yeah, I had him third. Okay. Yeah, with well, he did not have a great year with the Nuggets. The numbers weren't great with him there. I mean, there were some circumstantial. He, he like, got really good later. Like, he the long boys, and then it was like, uh, the, uh, the long boys. And then he was good-ish in the playoffs. He had that one amazing series against the Lakers, right? But yeah. Even before that, like, there was a lot of like, man, why is this the least athletic athletic guy I've ever seen in my entire life. We talked about that all the time. I think it's if we're going to go three then I'm with the chat, I'm going to say Michael Porter Jr. It's <sighs> definitely Jeremy Grant over Michael Porter for me. Wow. Yeah. Jeremy Grant was not I, very good that year, in my opinion. Like that playoff run, I think, is one of the more wild. He was playing with a terrible bench also the whole year. That's true. I feel like <laughs> I'm the wild point. card here. I thought you guys would go to go where I went. Um, I think Michael Porter, first of all. But yeah. there is another answer here that I think is really, really close, and that's Danilo Gallinari, Gallinari man. In 2017, Gallo's close. Yep. he was yep. really, really good next to Jokic. He shot the three incredibly well. He got to the foul line. He's <clears> more <throat> of a solid defensive player just in terms of he knew what to, knows what to do and, you know, this or that. The other thing is he didn't like playing. I was going to say, wasn't yeah, there tension there? Yeah, but they were incredible, there? though. Yeah. There was only tension in that. Like, again, there's always tension you know when what? you're I'm the... You Gallo. I am taking Gallo. He was okay. so good as a three, and I just think that... Again, I love Gallo. My, I hope Michael Porter proves us all wrong in this one way, but we're all nervous about what your upside is defensively with him there at the three spot next to Jokic. And I think Gallo, that's less was less of an issue. I think so that's a good pick, man. He and was really before good. Before the injuries? Before the, well, I mean, it was after one well, injury, but he was really, really good in that time. in Denver, if you recall, in that, in that era, they <coughs> oh. were like they are now offensively. They so were unguardable. He was leading scorer yeah. every year. Gallo was amazing. He was. Gallo is actually one of the all-time like injuries... The tier he's in because of injuries, he's like ultimately a forgettable player. He's right. going to be a guy you tell another generation about, like, yo, this guy was better than you think. You know what I he mean? He wasn't super sexy though. That's why the, those yeah. stories. Except for that he's actually he's actually really <laughs> sexy. Like, he's actually as a human being, he's extremely sexy. <laughs> um, power forward. I think this one's easy. Honestly, it's AG. Right? It's AG. Aaron yeah. Gordon. And yeah. Millsap was great. <laughs> Millsap was yeah. great. It, yeah, but come and on, Fareed, man. There's another at least conversation great. piece. I would nah, go with AG nah, too. Can I make the case for Paul Millsap? Sure. When was there ever a competent defense in Denver? Yeah, only with him. I know, but they're I, also <laughs> like barely the tenth best. <laughs> I mean, that's a big step up from 27. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. You know? But absolutely. I, I, I love Aaron Gordon. I think it's the right pick. Yeah. I just Who, wanted to get. I think Aaron Paul. Gordon like cemented it. This season with yes. this star. I mean, it, maybe it was a debate last year, but Aaron Gordon, he's just leveled up completely this year. He's playing like an all-star. Then you, of course, have Jokic. So we went with Murray, man, Gary, Gallo, Gordon, Jokic, which leaves the second unit. Second point guard. Would we you went say Gallo at three? Okay. Gallo and PJ was kind of a, a tie there, but, you know, whatever. So you guys really don't think Jeremy Grant, if you're trying to win a championship... Now, yes, but I'm saying at that time, you have to remember, he was not this player for Oklahoma City. He came to Denver and was not that player. And then he went to Detroit and became that player. So I'm just saying you can't think of what he is right now in terms I'm, of what he was to Denver. I'm thinking of what he was in that Lakers series when he finally got the chance to start I mean, at the three. It might, it might have been. I mean, maybe this is a thing we'll yeah. just have to never know. Uh, who's the backup point guard, Monte, Bones, or other? Jameer Nelson. I think that's crazy. He Monte. was so old at that time. I think it's Monte. Probably Monte. Jameer was good, but... Yeah, probably Monte. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, then you have Moody, PJ Dozier, <laughs> and Nate Robinson. So we go, uh, then we had KCP would then be the backup unless somebody thinks Barton over KCP, which I just don't see. Again, I think the defense is just too important. I love Barton. I don't think it's Bruce either. 
if you were trying to get like more of a defensive guy. I, just I, I think it is KCP. I just want to like the defense, the defense, the defense is not good. The perimeter defense is not good. I don't think it's his fault, though. Well, I don't. Think I mean, how much Austin of an impact Rivers. is he making, though, <laughs> if it's that? getting is it worse? Is it Austin Rivers? Is it Austin Rivers? Maybe uh, okay. it is. We've got Austin Rivers. Somebody games. called him the 10th best game. defender of the Yokochera. Um, <laughs> you have MPJ or Gallo, whichever one we didn't go with. I think the power forward, it's clearly Millsap. But you do have Fareed right there that's behind him as like a very nice third option. Like, yeah. Like there, Fareed did play no defense, but he was fun. He was the offense is never better than the Jokic Fareed offense, man. Those guys <laughs> man. killed you. Uh, he would get 19 rebounds a game sometimes. Like. Now, yeah. Oh, he was, and he also just like Yoke had some of his best passes were to get to Fareed. Yeah. Um, now here's where it's really fun. Backup center. I'll give you three options. Oh my god! It's Mason Plumlee, Demarcus Cousins, okay, Mason Plumlee, okay, Yusef Nurkic. Oh god, Mason Plumlee, Mason Plumlee. Same. You I, guys are all come I on, man. I, I think I might how how did it go when Nurkic cousins. was the backup five in the Jokic era? He I'm saying it's Demarcus Cousins. As a backup center. And then got cut and isn't playing for a team. I don't know. I man. get that. I'm just saying if we're going off of who was passed, <laughs> Demarcus Cousins was so good. I'll take Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley would be He's my a good backup. Center. He was better. I'll put him ahead of Nurkic. Nurkic was not a happy I'm camper. Uh, try and crowbar Hartenstein in here at. <laughs> Come on. These are actually if you actually think <laughs> about the three good. centers, if you actually think about the three centers, these guys are all pretty good. Yeah. Boogie, Boogie starters, Nurkic, three starters, good backup starting centers. level. Yeah. Uh good caliber players. Anyway, it's not Nurk. I'm sorry, Chad. It's absolutely not Nurk. I mean, it, it could be Nurk in, in a in a vacuum or whatever. He but was a backup corner and, and, he and left, he left the arena. arena. Yeah. Yeah. In, in actual practicality, Nurkic would never come they back. They did Nurkic as the backup five in the Jokic era. It's how literal do you want to take this experiment? You're right. That's you're enough right. for if me. If you're just That's doing the talent, you're right. That's enough for uh, me. Nonetheless, when we went through this exercise, Jamal Murray on the roster, KCP either first or second. It sounded like most of you guys had him second, but still on the roster. Uh, MPJ, he had as a backup, but still on the roster. Aaron Gordon, starter on the roster. Mm -hmm. So a lot, I just say all that to say that there are a lot of the best nuggets of this era are currently on the roster. And I think that's meaningful. Yeah. It's and a I, loaded team. And I think the small forward position being MPJ, Gallo, Jeremy, none of which we were all like unanimous on, tells me that maybe we haven't quite figured out who the small mm. forward best option is just yet. I hope it's MPJ, by the way. Oh, I yeah, hope it is. Course. We just I, never get to see it. If he had just in a row. played enough, he would be the answer. He would be it. I, but yeah. he, hopefully, we still see it. reasonable. We yeah. just see a little bit. It's cool though that like hit uh, that outro music, Ali. It, it is cool that you know the longer you have a player like Nikola Jokic, and then they, you're able to very clearly build around him. Like the there can be real intentionality with the players that yep. are looking to put around the unique skill set that is Nikola Jokic, and the front office obviously full of very smart people, Calvin Booth currently, is able to sort of like see that and fill those spaces. The fact that almost all of the best players are currently on the team says a lot. Yeah, mm -hmm. says an awful lot. Anybody that's on the roster now that you think will break into this conversation in the future? Maybe a Christian Brown, yeah, Christian Brown as like a maybe. second or third. Yeah. I mean, Christian I Brown. Yeah. Look, let's put it this way. Is there a world where Christian Brown is in the conversation for either the two or the three? Maybe not as the number one guy, but, like, he might be a better defender than KCP and Gary Harris. He's sure. a rookie. He definitely could be in the conversation one day. most assuredly a better defender. Will be, if not already. But the, he won't be able to keep up with them offensively. I mean, he's a rookie. Gary Harris was brought in. He averaged two points a game. He's a great season. player. Who did we have second team, Bones or Monta? 
Monte. Monte. Then I would say Bones. Yeah, is Bones. The most Bones could be that. You're right. Sure. Most likely. Bones, Bones is the answer. Yeah. Yeah. And then Peyton Watson, we know almost nothing about, but you know what? Who knows? Maybe he becomes this really dynamic yeah, defensive couple player. Couple nice drives like, in Grand Rapids. Last so there, time. there you go. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. Guess what? Tomorrow's a game day. Game oh, day. Uh, we made it through this. Game time. Those, game day. It felt like off-season the last couple five Dude, I'm, days. I'm in sweatpants. I don't care anymore. Sweatpants. <laughs> I've given up. But tomorrow the Nuggets play host to Washington, and I'm telling you, I got a good feeling about it. I don't I'll have even smile. I'll be crushed if they don't murder him. But I think tomorrow night we're going to see a Nuggets team that gives us confidence about like, Let's oh, hope. that's right. They're a good team. They're a really good team. We're I'd love that. We're I would love that. Baby. And, then we're gonna, and then after that, we're going to be so bad. Hit that like button on the way out. We'll see you later. Oh, a little help.